Welcome back everyone to Amma's Thoughts Podcast. I'm King, the host of today's podcast. Joined by me are Janice. Hi everyone. Clara. Hey guys. Chris. Hello. And Steph. Hello. On this episode of Amma's Thoughts, we have Jaslinda with us, who is currently modeling in Dom Management. Dom Management is Malaysia's first talent and modeling agency that works with differently able and alternative models. Correct me if I'm wrong. You are a client's favorite and worked in Dom Management for quite some time now. You were also featured in Women's Weekly Magazine and participated in the glamorous Selangor Fashion Week. Five years ago, you were diagnosed with a spinal cord injury. Would you mind telling us about how it happened? Hi, uh, thank you for bringing me in here. I'm so grateful for this. Okay, how did I get that condition is I was involved in a car accident uh, five years ago while I was on my way to work. So upon that accident, I was completely paralyzed from waist down with a neurological deficit and uh, incontinence bladder. So uh, anything below the waist doesn't work, doesn't function. I don't feel anything. So that was a pawn injury. Yeah, it was a chance fracture. So yeah, basically that's how I got it. So after you was involved and then you were paralyzed, mm-hmm. how did down? You went through physiotherapy and how is it? Like. In the beginning, uh, obviously on the second day of my injury, like uh, my injury w- accident was on the 20th of February 2015. So on the second day of injury, I was very much uh, lucky to get a surgery done. So I had to undergo a surgery to fix my spine. And then after that, the operation is just to make me sit, not to make me walk again. So after that, I've, I was transferred to a rehabilitation center in uh, Hospital uh, Cheras. Cheras Rehabilitation Hospital to undergo my physiotherapy in a way. It's not only physiotherapy, but also to learn back all the daily living skills like uh, putting up your sh- uh, putting your shoes, wearing your clothes again, uh, bathing, everything. Basically, you have to relearn everything again because basically now you're a baby again. From the point of injury, I was not even able to sit. I can't even turn myself on the bed. So everything you have to learn again. And um, it was a huge process. In the beginning, it was very tough. I remember the first month I went in, I, I didn't cry. I didn't feel... I, I think I felt numb. I would be honest. I felt numb. I didn't cry. But there was one thing that broke me completely when my physio at that point of time told me that don't ever dream to walk again. I think that really uh, broke my spirit. Like literally broke my spirit. And because I had little hope that I'm going to be okay someday. But uh, that person just broke it. And you know, doctors telling me that you'll be on wheelchair forever and you won't be able to walk again you know you'll be using your wheelchair for the rest of your life it was devastating because I was only 23 at that point of time very young with a lot of dreams ahead of me but everything was crushed in that words uh, but those are the time that really made me become who I am now so if I think about that now I'm pretty grateful for that moment actually so uh, basically I undergo therap- uh, physiotherapy just on my upper body not on my lower body at all just to strengthen my upper body but uh, yeah that's what I've basically did and after three months I was discharged and I was at home and after that it was all my own willpower to get back on my feet again. So I read an article about like your journey to recovery. Mm-hmm. Like, can you elaborate to us like once you got discharged and what process of being like in a new perspective of life again? Uh, to be honest, I hated the stigma that was attached to a differently abled person. All I heard was, oh, you're already on a wheelchair, your life is gone, blah, 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 blah. And I literally hated everyone who said that. So what I did differently was, instead of just sitting and whining and crying, I I wouldn't say I didn't cry, but I was thinking instead of sitting and crying, 
I just took one moment at a time. I just did like, okay, I'm going to survive this one moment. When I succeed with that one moment, I go to the next moment. I live, I literally live for the moment. I learned how to live for the moment. Uh, what I can do today, like in this moment, I could lift a bit of my leg. I could move a bit of my legs. I celebrated it. I became very happy. I celebrated myself for the every little wins I did. And then I tried. I never gave up. I keep trying from not being able to transfer from the wheelchair to the bed. I succeeded in doing that. A lot of tears. I learned how to turn myself on the bed myself. Obviously my family was my is my biggest support. They were there all all along. Um but I always understood that if I don't help myself as much as my family helped me, I have to help myself. So I kept helping myself. I keep pushing myself. I took a lot of breaks, but I kept helping myself. I made myself very brave. I started driving again. Uh, within uh, i would say maybe 10 months i insisted to drive again obviously my parents were very worried but i wanted to modify the car and to drive again because i wanted to be independent again i really want to break the stigma that is attached to the person on a wheelchair that you know a person on a wheelchair have to be always have around someone i didn't like it so i challenged myself constantly so that's what i did and like i said i move one moment at a time like today what i can do i celebrated myself i go to the next day because honestly to think about the next day was very scary it was really very scary like because i don't want to go back i don't want to go to the dark loop again and again because i don't see any change so i had to force myself to look at the different perspective of life honestly changing your perspective at life is everything it it really helps a lot Oh, like after like being wheelchair bound how did it affect your mental health compared to before the car accident I wouldn't say without the before the injury I didn't have it didn't affect my mental health there were many other issues that affected my mental health but I would say that it was after the injury that it made me into a whole new different person whereby I like kind of was forced to look into things differently I was in a position that I'm forced to because there's no way out other than being strong there's no way out i have to change myself because as simple as just taking a thing from another from a table was very tough to me like it was tough there are days that i sleep without even being able to drink water because i was not able to transfer to the wheelchair and take the water in the kitchen you know so i had to force myself every day no matter how tough it was i fell down many times from the wheelchair so I I remember very clearly when the first time I went out to the public I remember going to Mid Valley the first time with my siblings the stairs I got was my god I couldn't like it was terrible that's when I realized like oh my I actually go back and I cry every time I go out I I will go back and cry it really affected my mental health in a sense that uh my self confidence was completely gone I I wasn't able to face the world I was very scared I was very uh I kept crying but I don't cry for people I go back to the room and I cry but then what happened differently was I realized the more you break the fear the more you go forward anything that makes you scared the more you fight it you achieve more things like you force yourself to come out from your comfort zone you know so what I do actually I go out to the public I go to all the malls in KL like I literally go to all the malls alone I just roll around even though i'm not confident i act like i was confident <laughs> so i just i just wanted to learn how people look at a person on a wheelchair you know because honestly in malaysia it's a very rare sight it's a very rare sight to see a person on a wheelchair to be alone until now like until today if i go out alone i will have people asking me oh why are you alone why there's no one with you so that's when i realized there is a very very strong stigma attached to people on a wheelchair 
that a person on a wheelchair is incapable of doing things themselves so i still struck i i now i see it in a very positive way i don't get annoyed now because i changed my perspective in a way where oh they are just looking at you for a few seconds so what just make the their stare worthy you know that kind of thing so i dress up i i rolled very confidently i i built my own confidence i had to learn everything from scratch like literally and i had to love my wheelchair and love me to be sitting on a wheelchair it was very tough a lot of sleepless nights a lot of crying nights but i would say that i am very grateful to be in a state of mind that where i am now because if i would have given in my fear i would always be victim blaming myself until now so yeah sorry uh i just want to add in here right Ali mentioned something about um how you rarely see people on wheelchairs uh on their own, right? Yeah. Yeah, I actually never really re- like realized that until you mentioned it. Yeah. <laughs> It's quite yeah, true, yeah. yeah. Actually yeah. quite true. So yeah, watch, same. I I I people watch a lot and I see how people look at me and what I did was I realized I have the power to make a change. I had the power to to do the change so if i don't see a change then i will become the change so that's what i i live by that code every day now how exactly do people look at you during those times there's a lot of ways people look at me some they give me that very idiotic sympathetic look which is very annoying <laughs> some people uh is uh, oh, oh helpful like they will say hey i'll do for you i'll do for you I'll like, like no i if i need help i'll ask but no they will force help on you uh some will I'm like, "Are you what happened to you? You are so young. Are you then they ask me what's my age and I say what's my age? Are you so young haven't got haven't married yet? Are you so kasiana?" they say like that. Like all this kind of thing, you know, especially like because they see I'm young and then uh, and I look and I look normal in normal in the sense that my legs are all complete. <laughs> Just right. that I sit on a wheelchair. So they can't accept the fact that oh, this girl looks normal. This look this girl looks okay. But why she sitting on a wheelchair? So that kind of uh that kind of thing that comes into their mind so some people will keep quiet but some people will open their mouth and ask and uh, in the beginning it was very hurtful but it made me understand and realize you know it's not a normal sight for people so what i did was i realized people like me have to normalize that sight so i always encourage the differently able community to go out to the public because if we don't go out people don't know that we exist many people don't go out because they are shy because of what the society might think about them uh, like obviously the society is can be mean but their society also can be very helpful every time i go out i always have people helping me always have people encouraging me there's there's a two way of thing you so you choose which you want to focus on you know that cannot thing it, it, it when you talk about this conversation i think i can forever talk like it's it's a lot of things that i learned in these 5 years going out being an independent uh, wheelchair user and Honestly, I'll be very honest. Sometimes I don't feel belong in my own country, but I feel more belong to belong in western countries like uh, when I travel to Australia. I feel like I can go around there alone without anyone's help. But here like sometimes when I go to a shop, there's the ramp, a bike would have parked there. They say it's okay you parking, but you can't park there because able people will be parking there. So the mindset has to change. People are very ignorant here, honestly. Right. Yeah. yeah, people are less civic minded here. Uh, it's very sad sometimes because I move around all alone and I don't have I don't have someone with me all the time. So sometimes if I want to park in a, and they only have two parking like okay, uh, disabled parking uh, differently able parking 
but that two different day able parking so you will see able people parking and they will get down without any without you know, any issues yeah i'm like and i cannot even get down and scold them or what no because i am in the car you know so it's very frustrating but i take it one step at a time like most of the time what i do if i see in a mall i snap their car i straight go to the management and tell them to clamp the car immediately like that's what i do i do that very actively uh, but so far the places that i have done when i go back I don't I don't face that issue. Right. <laughs> so when you see an issue you have to speak up or you have to do something. You can't just say and then whine whine and then just keep quiet. Nothing will change. Yeah, and I'm still doing it actually. <laughs> I purposely go to cinema theaters to actually see uh because they put the disabled sign but a differently able can't get in like why I go and question them. Yeah, that's, that's good, why. That's I, yeah, I I keep questioning them and then they say oh no we put the differently able sign people blind also people cannot hear also can. I said that's not the point. The sign is people on a wheelchair. So you need to be able to allow people on a wheelchair to get in. Right. So I'll try to find a way. and I don't encourage them to carry the wheelchair. I really don't encourage them because you see if you someone offer you to carry the wheelchair, you can drop the wheelchair. And for a person who uses the wheelchair, the wheelchair is really very important. We move around with the wheelchair. It's like our legs. So if anything happens to the wheelchair, it's like something happened to us like that. So I don't really encourage to be handled by a person. So I'll tell them to find a way. They will use like a back door or something. They will do. Um, but I force them to find a way. Most of the time, they actually find a way. So and then uh, some people they thank me for making them think out of the box. Some they get angry, which I don't care. But yeah, I keep speaking my truth in well, which way I can. You said they'll find a way to to help you out, right? Oh, what are the like, methods? Like like for example, in Paradigm, uh, there is a different way for. They will use the staff way. There's a staff exit. Right. They will use the staff exit to bring to bring the person on a wheelchair. Even uh, GSC does that. Ah, uh, but then most of the place that the pathway looks very scary actually. It they will go through the store or they will go through some toilet. I don't know. But as long as they find the way, I'll keep quiet. So, but it's a bit sad lah sometimes to see like that. Like why are we? Why are we? Why the person on a wheelchair being the afterthought? You know why? Mm, like it's that, not easily accessible. Yeah, it's not easily yeah. accessible. And then what's even more frustrating? Like I travel alone, right? So whenever I go to the R and R, there will be a differently able toilet. But you know what they will use that for? For to keep all the cleaning, the mops and everything, the mops yeah. and everything. And can you imagine? I'm on a wheelchair, and then I cannot control my bladder very long. You know, it's very very limited. I have to go and fight with them, or sometimes I just have to force myself to use the normal toilet. and sometimes there are times that i fell you know so there's a lot of things that i went through i i i really i have written down everything but i'm just trying to gather more information on that so that you know but it takes a lot of awareness it takes a lot of people to keep fighting for that because change yeah. it's a long process i mean i see change but it's very slow especially in malaysia the awareness It's, you see, the government is trying their best to do. You know, I'll be very honest. The government is trying their best, but the mindset of the people is the one that is. I'm finding it hard to change, so I use my story to change. So people who know me actually are quite aware. Like if they are come, they have come across with me in their life. They are more aware of the things. Like they see a no, an able person parking on a, a disabled spot, they go and speak up. So how many people are doing that? That's that's mm-hmm. the point. Yeah. because even all of y'all can fight for that all of us because we are all in this together because i believe one thing i believe that this world belongs to everyone regardless of who you are what's your skin color what's your ability so yeah you know you shared about um going out there alone in public mm-hmm. and getting that courage and bravery in order to do so um how yeah. do you think like you can 
encourage um, other differently able people to actually go out there in public because you know um, like what you say they may be scared they may be shy so how how could they um, build that courage okay this one i wouldn't only focus on the differently able people i i will also uh, uh, tell this to an able person like normal person you know sometimes you want to do something but there's something that shuts us down that there's all these thoughts in, that comes into our mind and saying that you know what you're going to fail you're going to you're going to screw up that and all so all i would say to anyone is you just have to break the fear and do you have to have faith over fear like that's the literally that 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 secret you just have to ignore what people say you just have you don't care what people think you just keep doing what you are doing and to build the courage it took me very long but uh, like i said i kept fighting the fear to go it's not that i was not scared obviously i was very scared to go out because it was something so new and people look at you like you are an alien you know literally i felt like i was an alien uh so uh it it it's, it's just that you just do it because until you do it you wouldn't know what is the outcome of after that you know so you just have to do it how how i wouldn't know how you just have to do it because you have to remember if you don't see a change you can you sh- you you have the power to be the change so it depends on you either you want to just sit and stop yourself from making the change or you want to be the change so it's it's your why that is very important there are people like me also uh in my condition same like me they never try to be independent they ne- they always depended on someone they always think that the society is going to help them and me on the other hand always want to do things myself the society will definitely help but i help myself first so it's very much individual basis you know it's what you want what you want to achieve yeah so i think it's just doing it only it's a really nice sharing thanks for sharing <laughs> thank you in terms of the society in general how mm-hmm. do you think they can play a role because you mentioned like some of them may um, sympathize they may ask so many questions some of them may want to help but sometimes you know you would want to feel the independence as well so how do you think society can play a role to be more inclusive and accepting of this okay in terms of society um first you have to start with yourself first whatever you do you have to be mindful of your actions what is your actions affecting some other people like when you park in a place question yourself why are you parking in a place is it right to park in that place if you see a ram and you go and park your bike there is it right so other things the society can help is to be more sensitive to the fact that there are people with different abilities exist in the world so in a way the society can help is if you are a teacher you can educate your 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 school kids your children if you are a, if, if you are a parent you can educate your child you know when i go to a mall right i'll roll around whenever a child comes towards my wheelchair right i mean they get fascinated with the wheels you know you know what most of the parents do they just pull away the child i have no idea why they do that like you see when they pull away the child like that what is it trying to teach the child oh so person on a wheelchair means i have to run away i mean you know like so stay it, away from yeah stay away yeah. so so i understand that it's their concern to protect the child but by you doing that what are you teaching the child so because child they imitate from what you do it's not about what you mm. say so it's all these little things actually can build up to bigger things you know if you are a teacher teach it and like uh, the government can do what is to instill um like curriculum that says that to show to the to the children that a differently able people exist 
people with different skin condition people with different physical condition you know facial conditions there's a lot in the world you know and like uh if you are a uh, corporate when it comes to business corporate has uh, have the ability to hire people who is differently able and not to shy away from them you know uh, to be brave enough to give them an opportunity you know it's not about giving an opportunity i think all of us deserve an opportunity you know mm-hmm. so these are the things a society can do in many ways but everything comes down to from your home what our parents do how our parents treat because sometimes i can't even blame the person doing that because someone taught them that you know so yeah, yeah so the only way is i see is for people like me like a differently able to go out to the society and be a strong voice so that you know people know that these people exist change happen change is very hard but it still happens what even it's slow it still happens some days it's very frustrating but you just have to keep going it's yeah um would you say that being a model at don management actually helped to bring out your confidence could you share with us more about your modeling journey as well okay uh i came across uh, don management uh, i was one of the first group of models um because uh burnet the founder of don management was actually a mutual friend of mine so when he told me about this first i was very much excited because even before that one thing i was very 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 keen on is uh, representation and inclusivity i greatly believed in that and i always think back about a child who is differently able who is born differently able i always want a child to feel belong to the world you know can, can you imagine you you are a child and you are differently able but you never see yourself represented on the billboard represented on modeling ads or anything so when bernard came up with this idea it really really made me feel so excited about that whole project and i said no matter what i'm going to be part of it and uh, to be honest being a model with don management has really greatly boost my confidence and meeting with other models who are differently able really helped me feel more belong that oh wow um uh, you know all of us can be someone you know you just have to be confident regardless of what you regardless of your uh, your abilities you can be a model you just have to believe in yourself you know confidence come not whether you have hands or you have legs whether you can walk or whether you can't walk confidence comes from within you and that's what i learned and definitely don management has helped me to carve that pathway for more clients to uh, to reach out to people like us you know it's definitely a how to say a starting point that's really nice throughout your modeling journey like what mm-hmm. would you say are your greatest achievements throughout your modeling journey i would say Rolling down the Selangor Fashion Week was one of the most uh, empowering thing that I did because I think if I were able, I wouldn't have that opportunity as well. So being differently able gave me that opportunity. And another thing that I really feel very very grateful for is the fact that I recently came up on a billboard. I I did an ad with Prudential to create awareness for young people to insure themselves. So there are few billboards around the country like in uh, Moa. in Klang in Sandakan and Taiping so what is it so meaningful to me is the fact that um i was able to represent a differently able people you know and i i can actually think that you know if now a child who is born differently able like if the child is born with spina bifida or muscular dystrophy or something like that when they see someone on a wheelchair and being on a billboard it gives them hope to dream it gives them hope that you know we belong to the world as well that we are not different you know so i i'm grateful that i was i'm able to give that kind of hope for people 
you know so that is like my biggest achievement in my modeling career and uh when it comes to life i would say working on my recovery until now like um doctors told me that i'll never be able to walk my physio told me never ever dream to walk again but i can walk on crutches now so i believe one day i will be walking without my crutches to even stand up is actually a great blessing for me already because one day at one point someone told me that i'll never be able to do the things that i'm doing now so to be able to defy the odds to to prove people wrong i think that is my one of my greatest thing that i have done to date in my life so what are your dreams as a model and in life uh model is definitely i want to represent more brands like bigger brands especially clothing brands it's not about whether me but i just want a differently able to represent the clothing brands or big brands you know to represent a person on a wheelchair because even we wear clothes you know so <laughs> we want the fashion industry to represent uh a people with uh disabilities like i want to see on a billboard like you know wearing crutches putting up a, uh, someone on a crutches like i think this is very much a, a, a norm in uk already they have already bring that inclusivity in fashion already but in malaysia is still slow so i definitely want to represent more um, by brands to be seen more by brands and now uh, it comes to my life i would say uh, i want to really build my career i want to be uh, professionally uh, capable as well like uh, i want to do my cpa <laughs> so but then i think there is no an end goal for dreams you know once you achieve that right, you always want to achieve something else so it's not an end goal thing i i just see how i can be a better person every day so if i can contribute to the society and i can give hope to the society i think i am achieving my dreams every day already relating to contributing to the society mm-hmm. what are your advices to the differently able community out there my advices would be see your differences as something that empowers you see your differences as something that fuels your desire to be great you know every time that you are different from others that is where your superpower lies like honestly so instead of pushing that away under the rock or something use that as a strength and go forward in life the differently able community has to be brave to come out they have to be brave to stand up for what they believe in they shouldn't shy away and just sit at home they should go out and be independent i think independence is a great thing every differently able has to try as much as they can they they just need to keep trying because the world is not going to come and give you thing if you don't try enough so uh to the differently able community uh, i i understand that we all go through a lot of chronic pain there's a lot of health issues that you'll be dealing with you know but if you can take one day at a time if you can practice gratitude every day i think this one also applies to everyone can apply gratitude every day and to focus on what you can do instead of focusing on what you can't do you can go a long way in life because honestly i'm a living example of mind over matter and it the mind is limitless and as long as you believe in that enough you can do wonders in life so don't ever let anything stop you is there any advice you would give um to this community to keep a positive mindset uh to keep a positive mindset i think you can't be positive every day <laughs> we are all humans and uh, it's okay to be negative honestly it's okay to be negative but just don't dwell on it so long and just stay there you know get a good supportive environment speak to people around you and choose the thoughts that you pay attention to 
at the end of the day it's all the thoughts that you actually focus on you see as humans we all have million of thoughts going into our mind you know we can't be focusing to all the thoughts in our mind so if you can actually mindfully choose the thoughts that benefits your growth you'll be good there are days that you'll be negative and it's okay it's really okay not to be okay and don't really don't judge yourself for that one of the 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 first thing i tell to people is never judge your thoughts don't please be kind to your thoughts because the people around you will not be kind to you that is why you got to be kind to yourself first sometimes i most of the time if you see we are actually more mean to ourselves than to other people because our thoughts say so many things so what i'm saying is be kind to your thoughts be kind to yourself first start with yourself first it's the love that you show to yourself is what it you are going to show to people around you it's how you treat yourself is how you're going to treat people around you so take care of the inner world around you first and then you can take care of the people around you so it's a very nice sharing not to just to support the different evo community but really general public is really good sharing so justin that do you have any last words before we conclude thing basically all i want to say is many times i have noticed that when you are differently able right people have more sympathy you know people come with a lot of sympathy but if you are an able person and you look completely normal people don't have that much of sympathy people are very hard on people who looks normal but no one knows what's going on in their mind you know so all i can say is please be kind to people around you who never know what they are going through they might be smiling to their ears but you really don't know what they are going through so as much as you can be kind to yourself be kind to people around you and uh, your mind is everything so don't let your mind control you but you control your mind so i think i would really end with that note <laughs> speaking about that um do you want to also like share like to educate the able people like how they could react to when they see a differently able community how they can support them all you can do is to see us like how you see another person If you see another person would you like look at them weirdly no right you will be as who you are right just see us as just another human that's all i think that's the least even that we don't get you know <laughs> we always get stared at you know we don't get all we don't get the normal smiling some people smile some people overdo it but what i'm saying is just see us like how we are you know you don't need to like you know look at us like we are and alien or something i'll be very honest you know when i traveled out to play to other places uh i don't get that kind of stares like honestly only asian countries give me that stares i don't know why i really don't know why yeah it's just i think it's just how asian people are brought up because honestly in the western countries i don't get those kind of, i don't feel like i'm being stared at people just do their own thing people don't come and you know oh, what happened to you i i realize malaysians have this one thing um uh, they are just <laughs> yeah they are very busy but you know they like oh, what happened to you you know like they have to ask something right. um yeah but it's just that just see us as another human being that's all we, we are no different from anyone else. we just lack something you know uh, that is very visible outside but other than that we are just normal human being just wants to be belong to the world that's all, mm-hmm. all right, right. Yeah. yeah yeah with that said i guess we should start wrapping up this episode is there anything you would like to add before we officially end this podcast i would say thank you for doing this session it has been it feels great to be able to speak up you know uh but never be afraid to speak your mind um and keep being kind to everyone around you because you never know who needs it even a smile someone needs it out there honestly so yeah 
I hope all of y'all are doing great and uh, take one moment at a time. It's okay. No one has got it all set up in 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 instantly. So everyone, actually, everyone don't know what they are doing at the end of the day. So it's okay. Just keep keep going in your own clock. Keep moving in your own clock. You'll be fine. I hope I I hope I'm helping you all in a bit. Oh, definitely. definitely. Thanks for being <laughs> so inspiring. Yeah, it's so good. I really hope. Yeah, I think more people has to speak up on this, especially young people, because it's affecting a lot of young people. You know. Okay. Mm-hmm. When, once you go to corporate, there are so many things that I want to change in the corporate. But one of the main thing is the corporate to really take care of the mental health employees. I think that's one thing that is so important. That I don't know where it's going, but one step at a time, lah. <laughs> Thank you once again, Jaslinda, on that very empowering session. And for the listeners out there, to follow us on our social media at Amas Your Wounds for more information on mental health amongst the differently able community. And stay tuned for our next episode. With that, yes. I will see you guys very soon. Stay yes. safe, everyone. Thank you so much, guys. Thank you. <laughs>